0: Fun fact, we own three copies of A Dance with Dragons. Three. As you should.
1: <laughs>
0: um, I guess. Uh, okay, good. I did. Tell us when finish. you want us to
2: clap. Let's do the clap. Ready, guys? All One, right. two, three, clap. Clap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. Welcome back to the podcast, The Bolton. Yeah. Thank you. Our time is <clears>
0: now. Cass, Cass,
2: Cass, Cass,
0: yeah.
1: Cass. How long
2: has it been, uh, guys?
1: a
0: while oh yeah it's been a little bit and you're like, yeah i don't know it's
1: been that's a, a good bit. question like a, ahead of the podcast no
2: one look back Maybe and like find the year. exact date
1: yeah yeah <laughs> and we um we came up with a little a highlight reel of like what we're doing in in fandom now yeah and
0: like what our life has been like
2: <sighs> wow let's yeah. that's heavy let's start it off okay. let's do that from the very top welcome back to the podcast everyone this is game of Bones. Yeah. And like we said, the Boltons have joined us yet again for A Ghost in Waterfell. A Feast with Dragons continues. Hannah still exists, I swear. <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> and I'm amped,
2: so <laughs> let's get into it.
0: All right. Um, so are we introducing ourselves? Yeah. yeah do, do, do it. it. Go Please. for it. You go, you go first. You okay. Go first. Hi. I'm Senya. Um, I'm the
1: roose half of House Bolton. Uh, I, uh, I guess since we were last on, I got my master's. I in I last night I partied with Zach. That was very Ooh. good.
2: Shout out to partying.
1: Um, yeah, shout out to partying. <laughs> That's
2: how much and, has changed in the world by the way everyone since the last time they've been on. We now do that in the same city. <laughs> I'm we jealous. do we live
1: yeah. in the same city. Hannah moved to New York.
2: I know. Everyone's if I had a dollar for every York, time um, I heard that.
1: <laughs> I mean it also sucks. Uh, <laughs> but, uh <laughs> Um, and I'm working in a, doing science writing professionally now. That's cool. Mm. Um, but also in terms of fandom stuff, this is weird. I'm into a Marvel thing now. No offense, listeners, if you're really into Marvel, but this is like selling out
2: for me. Are you bringing <laughs> your fandom? trademark violence and gruesome oh, 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 affectations just wait, to it?
1: Just wait till you hear about this. So so I have a, I have a very lovely coworker who, is, who very much yeah. loves Tom Holland. And was like, you should watch uh, the Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland. And I, like a fool, I forgot that when I was a teenager, I was very, very obsessed with Jake Gyllenhaal. And that was the first man, like celebrity man that I can remember being confused over. Whether I was like attracted to or wanted to have his body, mm. I, I'm so, still confused. I think we've all had, had similar
2: issues with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, <laughs> and I
1: think he's he's beautiful. He's also a real weird dude, and I respect that. Um, yeah, but so now I'm uh, so now I'm obsessed with Mysterio from Spider-Man: Far From Home <laughs> interpretation. Uh, and um, okay, oh, and our audience will know Stephen Stark. Um, Stephen Stark was was posting a photo. Of him meeting a Tony Stark cosplayer, and suddenly everything clicked into my head (laughs) that apparently all I'm still doing is being obsessed with like bizarre older men who go around tormenting Stark heirs (laughs) over (laughs) their inheritance. That's it's just the same thing, except for this one he throws them in front of a train. Incredible.
2: I loved your Rob Stark. What was it last night? Like a pendant? You call that a pendant? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw that when you got last home last night. Um, Hannah, you would have loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I was I going to rap star pendant? Is that the one that I got you at Ice and Firefly? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one you got me. Um, um,
0: such a good gift giver. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm, yeah. Yeah. The theatricality, the drama, the Jake Gyllenhaal's face. We love it. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, so I started writing some fan fiction about, um, Mysterio and Spider-Man in like the past month and that was my I think that was my 100th fanfic on AO3 actually my 100th fanfic on AO3 was damn was that yeah so I hit my 100th fanfic on AO3 uh my 101st fanfic though um some of our but not all not because Cass doesn't know him for example Zach I don't know if you've met him yet Jolly Cat is a man on the subway who is a performer in the loosest sense of the word. And I hate him. (laughs) And,
2: uh, is it an actual cat?
1: Oh no, no. He's just a very annoying man. Uh, you guys can YouTube up that Jolly cat NYC. Uh, He was also auditioned on America's got talent and he did not go very far. Yeah. Um, and I hate him and people, uh, people who don't live, live in New York city, write fan fiction about the Marvel characters living in New York City and do things like have them drive through midtown Uh which nobody would drive to midtown unless it's like five in the morning. Especially if
0: you live here. But
1: like at like an after school time of day. Yeah,
0: no, you're not you're not not driving in midtown. You're not even if you are driving, you're not driving. So I wrote
1: a fanfic about uh, Quentin Beck going to far from home interpretation, going to mandated anger management, DBT skills workshops. Meeting Jolly Cat on the subway and having to use his DBT skills. To Holy crap. As well as Jolly Cat.
2: I know I knew like four of those words you just said.
0: That, that's okay. Somebody um <laughs> DBT <laughs> is like the therapy that I do. Yeah, yeah DBT okay. is a type of therapy. It's, it's dialectic behavioral therapy. And okay. we 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 uncritically stand DBT. It's actually, yeah, like I kind of love it.
1: Um, um yeah, yeah. In terms of yeah, our readers, our listeners, we highly recommend DBT. What about um Cass? Do you want to give you're, okay you're, you're doing um, we need to get back yeah. to
2: DBT at some point maybe off the podcast <laughs> I want to know about that oh yeah
0: for sure no it's good right I tell everyone about it so um yeah so um I've had an interesting year oh so fun fact about my AO3. In April, it got like hacked and deleted for some bizarre reason. Whoa. So now, of now, of course, were you just if you trying to get rid of old it,
2: evidence? Like your writing is better now. You're like, forget that old stuff.
0: No, like it was legit. Like it was like so weird. I tried to like. I woke up one day and I had all these emails that was like your fic has been deleted. And I was like, um, excuse me, what? Um, so that wasn't so fun. But I've uploaded a couple, like, um, a Song of Ice and Fire, like Ramsey. Um, and, uh, Bolton says things that I've done, I have to do more, but it's like hard because nothing is formatted correctly, Mm. even though they did send me copies of everything. Um, but you can, oh my God, it was awful. Um,
1: what do you mind if I explain some context to why we think it was, or do you want to give them the,
0: um, no, I mean, I don't really know why it was like, I think it could have been because of like some, like anti per like per like person who was like pissed about me shipping gross things. Um but I don't know because that seems like a very like targeted
2: Cass, what kind of stuff was it specifically that so you it was think like- would have been flagged
0: um. So it was Bolt Incest, and it was a lot of Thramsey. Um
2: Ramsey is Theon Ramsey for everyone that don't think, doesn't know. Yeah, the I yeah.
0: think it was over. I would think it was over. Killing stalking, though. It might have been over. Killing stalking because people got real discoursey about that. Um, that was like another fandom I was in a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, so that happened. That pissed me off. Um, I've tried to upload a couple things, but not everything is there. Um, but you can read my new fan fiction that has nothing to do with Game of Thrones, but it's, uh, Boku no Hero Academia, (laughs) which is an anime because I decided that I'm going to be a weeb at age 30. Um, but also... (laughs) I love you. But also because as I do, I ship the most worst characters together. Well, one of them is popular, but, um, so I ship this one dude, Shigaraki, um, with his, um, like adoptive dad, essentially, who is like the big evil, um, that no one likes. Um, so it's like this weird, like pseudo incesty thing, but there's also this whole thing where, um, Shigaraki is all for one. Who's the evil guy. Um, he's like his successor. Um, so, you know, I was like, Oh wow. I'm obsessed with Ramsey who is like obsessed with like Inheriting his father's role and his father's castle, and being a true Bolton, and then I just move over to this other fandom and just start doing the same mm. thing. Um, so, so you know, so basically, like if I see some sort of like evil characters dealing with succession in some way, I'm just like, oh, so this is a ship now, um, and then I write fan fiction about it. <laughs> um, um, and I think that's all I've been doing. I like work at the cat cafe. Um, that's fun. Yeah. Um, cats are nice. Uh, I like cats. We, we still have our three cats. Yeah, we still They're have beautiful. our three cats. I
1: think we got Ambrosia actually since the last, we have a third cat now. We might not have had Ambrosia the last time.
0: Yeah, now we have Ambrosia. Um, we um, He's oh, a nice cat. We well, saved him from being put down. Um, Michael G. Michael Gower, who, who you've met,
1: Zach. I yeah, know I love Hannah. Michael. If met, yeah, yeah, he dresses as Shigaraki. Actually, oh yeah, oh, cool.
0: he He does, a, he, does, he did a cosplay.
1: Is it the one with, with the
2: weird eye, like the crazy, like sexy looking eyes?
0: It's the one with the hands, mm. the hand guy.
2: I don't know about that. Everyone's got hands, like different kind of hands. <laughs> no,
0: no, <laughs> he like he like wears them on his body. Like he's got like a full hand like covering his face.
2: Uh, it's hmm.
0: it's a it's attractive if you're me.
1: AFO actually really cares for. Uh, shigaraki though unlike the roose ramsey thing roose yeah so it's a little different afo is actually a good evil bad
0: yeah well he does his best you know yeah. he's trying um roose is like um i'm gonna wait until walda has a kid <laughs> he's saving he's saving all that paternal love for one when- <laughs> Walter pops out a kid hopefully
2: you were just describing that that through line between your the current fandom that you're interested in as sort of like a a bridge from a song of ice and fire i just checked the date by the way we had you guys on in july of 2018 so it's been Uh, like a a year and a half or somewhere near to that so that ha- was
0: right before we got Ambrosia. Yeah, so we have a third cat. I measure time and how many cats. There's time and cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, smart. <laughs> like
2: now that there's been some time, I'm not for sure. I know that you you guys aren't necessarily tied to the fate of the show at all, but I know that that has some kind of weird effect on the book fandom at large, or just the Song of Ice and Fire fandom as a whole, because it's hard to ignore the sort of reverberations of what's going on there. Not only that they're dealing with the subject matter at the end of the series, but also just that it takes up so much. Time and energy for people that are interested in this stuff like has has that that migrating been a product of kind of like being over overexposed maybe overwhelmed with the subject material or is it just that you're so interested in that essence of those characters that once you saw it in another place that you couldn't help gravitating toward other things.
0: Um, so it's, it's a little bit of both. Um, I think that I, I got a little bit tired of some of the discourse around both the show and the books. Um, cause I don't know, like not to be mean, but like sometimes people seemed like, I don't know, people could be like a little hostile and like, you know, I'm very much like, this is just my opinion. Like, I don't want you to fight with me. I'm just stating how I feel about things. And like, I'm not trying to like attack you or trying to like invite any sort of like criticism or whatever. Um, So I got a little stressed out about that. Um, so I was like, okay, like let's sort of try to divide my attention so that I don't feel like, I'm since I'm just focused on this one thing I'm not like oh my god so overwhelmed like so I was like let's branch out a little bit um and of course I like went right back to the same sort of themes that I'm interested in um but I do actually bring a lot of um ice and fire stuff into my new fandom um I like I um so, like, I refer to the two characters that I'm into as, like, House Shigaraki. Mm. Um, so obviously very a song of ice and fire. Um, and also a lot of the way I conceive their, um, their relationship as far as the, like, learning how to be a successor. Um, I take a lot of that from specifically from the moment when, um, When, uh, Jon Snow and Sam are talking after, um, they've just been assigned their positions in the Night's Watch and Jon is all cranky, um, about being a steward and Sam, like, is like, no, but like, you're going to be the Lord Commander's steward. Like, he's doing that because he wants to, like, he literally says, groom you for, groom you for command. Um, and so I, like, I take a lot of it, a lot of it from that, um, in the sense that I'm like, so I think a lot of this teaching involved like um uh, sort of sort of like what Sam says about his brother, um and how once his brother was old enough, um, his dad would have him sit in on all like the audiences and, you know, the whatever's. Um, so I, I sort of draw it a lot from a song of ice and fire um descriptions of how someone would learn how to be someone's successor um so so that's like a big I, a song of ice and fire thing interesting. Oh. that I sort of drag around mm-hmm. with me because I am like the whole successor <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's like rough because I like I do include that in some of my fan fiction, but I don't think there's a lot of crossover between what I'm doing in this other fandom and what I'm doing in a Song of Ice and Fire fandom. So I'm like, no one will ever pick up on these things. Like,
2: but you are. I mean, obviously, it's such a it's such a big deal to you, and there's such a through line with all the stuff, and you're also contributing material that sort of focuses on that same those same sort of themes within a million different themes that you specifically are vibrating with. That's so cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's cool to feel, it is cool to feel like I have a sort of theme that runs like more or less throughout everything that I write.
2: Um, Do you ever like examine it and go, what, what is wrong with me or what is right with me? What is the whole deal here? And also to sort of bring it back to the chapter that we're talking about. It also doesn't matter whether or not we do that at all. I was just curious about how you found, and both of you found, those, those sort of properties, that essence, whether how it was imbued in this chapter, not only yeah. compared to the other chapters with Roose Bolton and Ramsay and the di- dynamic between he and Theon and all three of them, but also just at this stage of the, I was going to call it the Stannis Inquisition. That's not what's happening here. But <laughs> at this standing. stage of Roose being the Warden of the North and sitting in the seat of Winterfell, now that they've gone this far into it, people are dying. Uh, there's potential yeah. uh, mystery. Chaos abound. Anyway, long question. Here
1: we go. Um, <laughs> um, do, you, well, do you mind if I talk about No, no, about go, my, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, well, for the show and... For the show end, honestly, the best thing about the show end for me was, was joining up with the community. I think that was really great. Um, uh, I, w- I was with you. you I mean, yeah, him. I don't remember. Were you at the finale party that we did? Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, like we were all there together. I, I don't know how the book's going to end. I don't. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm not making any I'm assumptions. I'm not making any
1: assumptions. And I guess like what I what I am doing is I think coming back to what we all what you just asked is like looking for the themes that compel me in the text we still have. I'm also going to rewind a little bit. And I realized that I hadn't written my furry fanfic when we were on the show yet. Oh. Last time. So so I wrote a furry fanfic. I wrote a fanfic where Rob's a furry and goes into heat with some ABO. Stuff. <laughs> uh, that's a major. Compliment. Rob
2: going into heat. Uh, i can, I can yeah. that's an interesting one yeah yeah it's kind of like you that Fender and Harry stuff hannah it's a little yeah, bit yeah exactly same energy
1: um, <laughs> but um like back to this chapter i have actually marked the page on which uh Rus is sitting in eddard's room and uh which is wow we we stand this my my note specifically says Caps lock. Roos is in Eddard's room. Ah. Uh, like, nine H's and then one lowercase H. Mm. So beautiful. To, like, to indicate how I like, felt when I read it. Um, and actually, remember, so last night, I can't – I was talking about Mrs. Jade Curtis's art, also known as Amuela on Tumblr. A-M-U-E-I – the A-M-U-E-L-I-A. This is the comic? and yeah the comic that i was talking about and then she's sombra s-o-m-b-r-a-x rarity r-a-r-i-t-y i'm an idiot she drew a comic of this sequence that i really love but um so you all check her out because she's the best um yeah but so here it is uh page 670 i have the. i have the 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 paper
2: should we perform Um, it
1: yeah, <laughs> sure. um, go, let's do it i've got okay, the comic up go. right here
2: this is a very cool Where? comic by the way i'll oh, oh, put you have it in comic the show notes that I
1: send you? oh i was going to um let me pull up the comic on my phone okay uh, because on. i was going to read the dialogue from i could the, like
0: i could do my text. i here. could here. do my whole spiel um, while you're looking <laughs> well, it up you know if you what? want so
1: what i'll do is i'll read the the narration from the books as well so we can really just like go full in. i'm gonna see so it starts they let's see so jade starts the comic when Rusev says, I am told you have been wandering the castle. Give time. everyone he, context he, of what's happening right okay. now,
2: this uh, meeting. They've called Theon and head of hers. go
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. He had no clean, dry clothes, so he wriggled back into the same damp rags and followed. Steelshanks led him back to the Great Keep and the solar that had once been Eddard Stark. Lord Bolton was not alone. Lady Dustin sat with him, pale-faced and severe, an iron horse-headed brooch clasped. Uh Roger Wiswell's cloak. Oh yeah, class Roger Wiswell's cloak. Enus Frey stood near the fire, pinched cheeks flushed with cold. Oh I'm gonna have to do the I'm gonna have to do the pitch drop Do voice. your roost voice. Yeah. I used to send cast recordings of this when <laughs> we were, <hearing> from <laughs> we each were other. Yeah.
2: Good. Um, <laughs> Why aren't you still doing that? Is the romance not there anymore? What's the deal?
1: Uh, I don't have a I don't have a car <laughs> anymore. You <laughs> <laughs> like see Zach. We sleep next to each other. I get it.
2: I get it, uh... but come on. Keep it alive.
1: Okay. I I didn't say the voice doesn't happen. I just didn't say... I just don't send it. Yeah, you can just say it in person.
2: Right.
1: Okay, Okay, go. Go, go, go. Do your thing. I'm told you've been wandering the castle. Do you deny it?
2: No, my lord. I cannot sleep, my lord. I walk...
1: Someone has been killing my men. Not you, I trust. You wouldn't repay my kindness with such treachery.
2: I only walk is all. Uh,
3: take off your gloves.
2: Please, no. I Hannah, you got to be the one with the goatee. <laughs> I
3: was going to say, do I get to be the audience? Because that's my preference. We have to pull it up. <laughs>
1: do as she says. Show us your
0: hands. <laughs> Beautiful. Great.
2: This is not as if I stand before them naked. It's not so bad as that.
0: The bastard did this to you.
2: Wait, you get to be Barbie, Dustin? I would trade with yeah. you in a heartbeat if you want to be Theon <laughs> Cass. Okay. No, we
0: can't trade now.
2: All right, fine. Wait. If it please, my lady, I asked it of him.
0: Why would you do that?
2: I, I did not need so many fingers.
1: Fear is enough. He can still hold a
0: sword.
2: <laughs> a sword? <laughs> um,
0: what, what, are all phrase such fools? At? Are all phrases such fools? He hardly has the strength to hold a spoon. More man. Me- More uh, He's dead. I'm sorry, my eyes are red. These dead were all strong men. The name... Oh my god, I can't and see And none of them. You, can hear, you can hear it in the book. No, I, I got it. And none of them were stabbed. The turncloak's not our killer.
2: And then Roos is just silent. Can we, can we get a dot, dot, dot Roos from you, dot, Sanyo? dot, dot.
0: Dot, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Ellipses.
2: Good.
1: I'm inclined to agree. Strength aside, he does not have it in him to betray my son. Uh, if not, this is all the other NPCs are getting a different fucking voice, getting the clown voice. If not him, who? <laughs> Stannis has some man inside the castle, that's plain. Lord Lord Wyman, Lord Wyman loves us not. Probably in the castle by dark would require him to leave the table. Ooh. I do not click. Go, 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 go. go. Savage. I do not Burn. claim Lord Wyman does the deeds himself. He brought three hundred men with him, a hundred knights, and them might and one of them might have
0: Barbary. Um Knight's work is not where? Oh <laughs> night's Night work is not a knight's work. <laughs> and Lord <laughs> Wyman is not the only man who lost kin at your red wedding fray. Ooh. Mm. Do you imagine Horsebane loves you any better? Oh, where is that? Okay. Do you imagine Horsebane loves you any better? Flint. flints, Serwins. Tall horse. Plates. They all had men with the young wolf. House Riswell too. Even Dustin's out of Barrowtown.
1: Then then the last line. Oh, um.
0: <laughs> okay, no. that was Walder.
1: North <laughs> yeah. remembers Frey. Stark dishonored us. This is what you Northmen had best remember. I mean, that looks like what his voice sound, it sounds like. It like. It does. Like. This squabbling will not serve. You are free to go. Take care where you wander. Else it might be you we find upon the, na- the morrow, smiling, a red smile.
2: As you say, my lord.
1: Theon drew his gloves on over his maimed hands and took his leave, limping on his maimed feet. Aw. Like right that... on. That's yeah, so but then also, um, before that. Sound. So Jade does a little bit of a shortened version of it, I realize, looking at the text because there's a little more between Roos and Theon there. Um, So so Theon, so Roos, so Theon, after I cannot sleep, Theon says, I was a boy here before the war, a ward of Edward Stark. You were a hostage. Bolton said, yes, my lord, a hostage. It was my home though, not a true home, but the best I'd ever knew. Uh, And Theon also then clarifies that he's saying the my lord thing, which I think the last time we were here, was when we talked about yeah, no, it was it was. Rus, like
2: they were writing Rus, together. Rus
1: kind of, yeah, they were writing yeah. together, and Roose kind of it was like, you have I to say, say my lord instead of my lord. Uh, like say it as if you're to to sound a proper passing to say it, my lord. Like, like you're too stupid. Like you have mud in your mouth, or you're too stupid to know the difference. Yeah. Um, and just this whole interaction, just uh, especially them talking about that, like Roose is literally in Eddard's room. Um and like trying to forcefully <laughs> rewrite what Theon's history is into one concrete thing is really interesting to me. Um and well because I love I love the the Roose Edard contrast. Um Jamie Lannister just can't fucking tell them apart. Uh, like, the, like when Jamie first sees Roos in Hall, he says that, uh, he looks like Eddard sitting on the Iron Throne, um, when, when he saw Eddard during the war. And I really love those, um, those similarities.
0: Kat, I just want to check, Cass, yeah. do you have thoughts on this passage? I mean, I have, like, more general thoughts Um, but just just about like the whole like succession thing and like why I sort of connect to that and why that's sort of become a theme um about all things that I sort of like um just because like I I sort of like I identify with Theon more than any other like character in this sort of Bolton network that yeah. I like write about or talk about or whatever. Um, and I think it has to do a lot with like identity stuff um, and, you know, sort of wanting to form that identity and also, you know, like wanting, wanting to have these great achievements, um, which makes sense um, because I have borderline. Um, so like identity stuff is like a big thing thing in my life um so i think i'm trying to like use these characters that are you know sort of looking for this great sort of breakthrough and like moment of triumph um and just like something that's comfortable um and you know i mean theon is is like his personal triumph i would say is like when he escapes with jane um, which is not it doesn't seem impressive, but it is because of how much Ramsey destroyed his identity well, as Theon.
1: I think that's a lot of what mental health actually is like. Is that something that might not seem like a great, like a great triumph is because of, like, the struggle? And the, the yeah, the place, it takes to get yeah, it. like,
0: everyone start, starts from, like, a different place. Um, So your, like, personal victories look a lot different, but at the end of the day, like, if they hold that amount of value for you, that's, that's what matters. And, you know, so your one, like Theon's triumph at escaping Ramsey and, you know, trying to rebuild his identity is sort of equal to like, um, to like go back to my fucking anime example, like, um, you know, Shigaraki sort of trying to, um, be the, be his own leader, um, sort of just like using the stuff that he's been taught, um, by, uh, you know, his like teacher slash foster dad. Um, so, so yeah, like I, I think it has to do a lot with, um, the way I feel about my identity and sort of just what I'm looking to get out of my life and like achievements that I'm, trying to work towards and, you know, sort of how, you know, cause obviously in like fiction, everything is really like, the stakes are really, really high. Um, and, you know, sort of how, sometimes that's how I feel. Like, I feel like the stakes are really, really high. Um, and so it's really hard to, you know, to get that shit done. Um, so yeah, that's, uh that's sort of why I, I'm into the whole like succession and stuff um and also like the fact that i always like the evil people is just like i mean that's been me like since i watched the lion king and was like scar we stand i'm five like literally literally though
2: for everyone listening really quick if you'd like the the full sort of context we had our original conversation with you all about your the way that you met about the, I guess we could just say surrounding the topics of uh, all the different Bolton lore. If that's one yeah. compound yeah. word that I could present to yeah. the world,
1: yeah,
2: uh, and uh, that's all in episode four hundred and one of this podcast. Although we could just dive right back in, but I feel like yeah. we could catch no, up pretty good. easily there. Con-
0: mm-hmm. Context is always good.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, yeah but it, but it's also I think for those of you who know, we didn't want to do too much recap. This sure, yeah, this yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: But it's um, interesting to know about the progress of like how things have changed from then and now knowing that you have – you have had a bigger just sort of taken a bigger role in not only your own lives with the story but how it's evolved, but also just meeting other people through the internet and discussing this kind of stuff and seeing how things have changed. everything's situational with this. I think it's really interesting that you've sort of cast that you've branched out into the uh, yeah the anime yeah. realm and kind of found the same the same root yeah, system like and we don't even yeah, have this story yeah. resolved yet. Like I still don't even know what's it's going so, on with these guys.
1: Yeah, no. And it's really, yeah. gosh, it's been really, uh, uh really interesting. And like the, the fanfic I'm working on now is like, it's a lot of the stuff that I, that, I, that I'll bring both to like Bolton, to Bolton stuff is like someone someone like starting to like manipulate and engage with like another character and then slowly becoming like like not just the the person who had its it has a negative effect on being defined by it but also that action defining the person who perpetrates it is like a really interesting route that I'm going on and it's it's a little exciting because uh the people The people do not have anything quite like our interesting brand yet in the tag out there on AO3. That's Um, very true. There's some, like, dark stuff, but nothing...
0: I am, I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna give the foraging new paths exci-
1: something shocking and exciting yeah uh-huh. but I
0: like I like that I can bring like the succession stuff and calling everyone like house blah 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 and I actually came up with um, with someone that I'm friends with on Twitter we actually came up with a crossover um, between Bolton's and then all of my my Hero Academia and stuff. so it begins. Um, it it yeah. was it was so funny, and it was so fun to do to imagine how different characters would fit into these like vastly different worlds um and that was awesome, and vastly different worlds that are very systematized, oh like, yeah, like that have a
1: very rigid like social structure um oh
0: we, yeah we love and this. that's actually um like. In this chapter, one of the things that I sort of picked up on that I thought was cool was um, to kind of go off of that, um, like, it, when they're all eating and Theon keeps pointing out that, like, oh, the men on the bench had to eat, like, the um, fried stale bread. Fried and in the baking Lord, grease
2: that the, high, yeah, the highborns yeah. got to eat.
0: And the hard, Honestly, yeah, the high buns really get good, to eat so. the bacon. I know, I know right? Um, and like little things like that, that sort of point to some sort of like additional like schism or betrayal um, that's going to be really like explosive and big. Um, and just how like, you know, these underlying currents of everyone being really unsettled and then. Sort of that ultimately manifesting, um, or like being symbolized by the murders, um, because that's like a hard—that's like a more hardcore example than like people being cranky about bacon.
1: The the class differences and like let's the class analysis. Uh, uh, the class analysis in this chapter is really interesting, though. Like Cass was saying, yeah, you have like the difference in food, you have, and then you have the difference in who's getting murdered. Um, as usually has so far been characters, like we started off with I think just like a lower social class character, but the like social standing of the of the murder victims is like escalating.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, like so we haven't had any lords die. Yeah. Well, the last person though, yellow dick is Ramsey's favorite. Yeah, guy, Exactly. And he's the last one to die. Exactly.
1: So so that is to me, that's like the escalations in that. Then we move closer to Ramsey. I think there's yeah. definitely um and like Theon in terms of class analysis has like a lot of really because on the one hand, he is a member of of an elite, but he's also a war prisoner, but he's also kind of treated better than a war prisoner, but also not.
2: He's,
1: he's weird, in a, dude. He just walks around. He's just, around. He's yeah, just stalking the walls
2: the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Just walking God. around, just weird Theon.
0: Well, because he's in this weird position where he just had to perform as, you know, giving away fake Arya and he had to look like a lord. Um, And And now they
2: have like no use after they've raised him up like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. But they can't exactly 100% show him as like this fucked up dude who got like beaten to shit by Ramsay. He has to look sort of like, yeah, like he has to sort of look like, yeah, I was a war prisoner but now I'm like doing my thing and like whatever. So that kind of sucked but now I'm just walking around Such a weird calm period
2: with his relationship with Ramsay because now that Daddy's around, Ramsay can't do exactly what he'd like to with Dion. I think that's why a lot of those theories, there's there's several (laughs) theories circulating around about the murders in this chapter and also the identity of the hooded man but some people feel like maybe Maybe Ramsey is just flexing Because he can't do his normal flexing So he's just out doing his thing I find that to be interesting And also just in general The microcosm of uh, You're talking about the class system in this chapter I'm just thinking about mathematically How everyone fits together And how they have to escape the cold So they're all in the same Hall at some point And uh, just sort of the dynamics About who is more powerful And who gets what This guy's got a girl in his lap And these guys don't and it's all like on the edge of a knife that could blow up in four seconds
1: yeah so fun yeah like like yeah because yeah because that's what's so great this chapter has such like a slow tension we were talking yeah, about yeah that. and uh I was um and the stuff with Barbary this chapter is really interesting because Cass and I were saying sometimes she's I we think so she's actually she's either making assessments that aren't as smart as she thinks or she's faking it because she's yeah, pretty smart. Yeah. Which-
0: I think she's like, I sort of think that she's faking it because sometimes she says things that are very true and are very intelligent observations. And I think she's sort of using this as a way to like play both sides. Um, because like I mean no one's quite sure what her deal is. Like she doesn't have any reason to love the Starks, but also like, you know, she had people at the Red Wedding, like blah, 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 whatever. Um, and actually, um, another thing that I thought was really cool and that really, um, really sort of brought all of the tension, um, together, but in this very subtle way was that Theon observes Roos getting nervous and yeah. how Roos almost has fear in his eyes and how he really just wants to like get this done because he knows that essentially he's shit sitting on a powder keg and one like you know anything could like light the fuse that blows up winterfell yeah spe- like uh you know because they're all trapped in there so yeah.
1: fear is what keeps a man alive in this world of treachery and deceit
0: well he's um, getting scared yeah, so. yeah no, he's like, nervous uh, <laughs> he's well, living
1: now yeah he's yeah Bruce is like wow i feel one it's truly one living emotion wild And I was... I think last time I was here, I talked about... Yeah, because I can't shut up about this. I talked about what if Bruce and Barbary have fucked. And this (laughs) after... Again, only... Only... Continues. It could happen. Uh, like, are they having weird terse sex right now? Oh, it's Is so terse. Off- oh, God. Yeah, like, really well, he terse.
0: Was, he was already in the bedroom. Like, yeah. He, they were already both there. Like, so they are both there in Eddard's bedroom.
2: You might as
1: well. It happened, good public.
2: Barbary brought the heat in this chapter. Yeah, no, she You really know what I'm saying? Did. Yeah,
1: she was spicing it up. Like, like, she was really on it this chapter and really... Uh, the, her as a narrative tension character, like, slash tool, like, that it just it just only gets better if they're having yeah. a secret affair, yeah. I think. She just um, knows so
2: much and she's just she so doing. brash at expressing what's going on and just kinda of yeah. looking around and seeing the evidence. She's smart enough to look at Dion, see the state he's in, look at Roos, know what kind of a jerk he is, also know about like the, the, the North remembers. You know, like yeah, to have the yeah. full context of the story and to be able to sort of read between the lines yeah. on on what Ruse's involvement was like clean as hell, Warden of the North yeah, now. No. Hmm. She,
0: just, she uh, just lays it her all up Her presence out for is everybody. such a wild
2: card. It's so funny because they've yeah. got such a strong situation and they're fortified within Winterfell. And Stannis is marching through the snow And they don't know about Moore's Umber yet So presumably we're in a good spot And yet we've got people like Wyman Manderley In the mix And they don't even know about Mance Raider. Yeah. It's just yeah. I'm, I'm curious yeah. There's so much comfort In the position that they were in Up until this point And uh, I know that Chronologically, we're past this in all of our readings. I know that. Have you guys read the Wind Sample chapters?
0: Uh, some of them. I've read some of them. I've
1: read the, I've read the Theon one. Okay, yeah, I haven't actually read the Theon one. I've only read the Krakencest confirmed. Oh, oh God, good, the good. Krakencest was so good. Really, right. really. Like,
2: I respect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I've only read that sad.
1: one, and that that was a very validating chapter, yeah. though, because to me, it was always very clear <laughs> yeah. that. That the specifically the type of trauma he was going through and like the whole door thing was referring to was sexual abuse. Yeah.
2: It wasn't then to me like, at first. I mean, at all. I'm also like a,
1: like a freak. Like I'm really I was like I was
2: like, I'm like, naive, is what I considered. This. Like I think you're right I think you're doing the right thing.
1: Yeah, you're yeah, definitely <laughs> I was like, you're on definitely fucked him or maybe not fucked him literally but but did sexually abuse yeah. him in some way yeah uh, that is what the name What I
2: was going to ask was yeah. uh uh chronologically so you know where everything is but based on that like sort of coming back around to this point yeah. in the story yeah. like how do you guys feel about the job that Roos and Ramsey have done i guess more specifically well, Roos because Ramsey could you argue that yeah. Ramsey set up a better Foundation than his dad and he's just kind of like Mad while this is all happening or does Bruce have the upper hand and What I, do you think is going to happen with all This
1: I mean Bruce Bruce has done pretty well considering that he's like, all right, I don't have a legitimate heir. I've got this like deranged serial killer. I've got, uh, don't have a wife. Well, like, his, he,
0: at this point he has a wife. Well, yeah, nobody got a wife over the course of the war. sorry. I didn't you know, know how he early were He starts off the doing. war... Well, he starts off the war with. Well, he one... gets his own command. In the
1: yeah, yeah, game. he gets his own command, so he does pretty well. But it's like he's really just trying to hold together, hold it together with some like gum uh, and the fucking paper clips, paper clips, and a fake and a fake aria yeah mm-hmm. yeah fake
2: Arlie, well, Arya, wyman Manderly, just kind of openly rebelling sort yeah. of in your face
0: yeah not knowing the the horse Bane's like 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 he's likely not really fully on board right um and i mean definitely i think what he's afraid of is more what's going to happen inside winterfell if stannis doesn't show up soon Versus what's going to happen yeah, yeah, with I Stannis? He, I, think I think that's way that's really more serious
1: because, like Stannis, I think I think he could kind you know like not not a great move, but he can run. If Stannis is winning, they can book it. Where yeah. are
2: they going to go? Are they just do they just Those ride players, south and so like, like a, themselves a line
1: Winterfell I guess. So, yeah, I, I mean they can
0: ride south. They can. They can go to Essos. That's, that's Cass's hot idea. Now cool. My hot idea is that Ramsey's going to survive and go to Essos and lead a Salesforce company.
2: Oh. Um. Dude, Ramsey <laughs> would my, be that's my a, uh, a sick addition to amazing. any of those companies.
0: He would be amazing at it. Um, it would be sort of him in his element. Yeah, I um, think the lifestyle would suit him. Yeah, Why doesn't totally he just would. do that and abandon all this? He'd do better than he's doing as trying to be a lord, well, he and he would want... still get all the perks. Yeah, he wants what he feels. But he wants what his, his dad has. Yeah, um, he wants to be my, the heir.
1: My thing that will never happen that I think would be cool is um, is if Barbary pretends to betray them and actually smuggles Roos out.
2: What?
1: Know. Yeah, 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 get ready. Yeah, yeah, get ready. Yeah, so that's my, is that, so then... That's your wish for someone. Um, but then my wish for someone is, is that then also Roos then either has to see, because I really want Roos to see Lady Stoneheart or mm. Arya after Arya has had to kill Lady Stoneheart. Mm. Um, which that that is where I think the, the, the Lady Stoneheart plot line could go that could be interesting is that the only way she, like that Arya that that she kind of has Arya like put her out of her misery. Um yeah. like after seeing her I child see again that. and discovering her child is alive, but she's still become this monster that's done so many awful things. Um and then like making a re- and Cat Catelyn can be a little weirdly selfish, self-projecting with her children sometimes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like that that she has ideas about herself and her culture that she definitely like lives out through her children. Yeah. Uh, like so do you that think? Then... Sorry, go on. So then, making Arya kill her, or like asking Arya to kill her, wouldn't especially when she's Stoneheart as opposed to Catelyn, because her psychology is so different. Uh, like maybe well, Catlin might realize it's not actually good for her child I think Lady Stoneheart might actually ask her child to kill her mm. which is like, fucked up yeah um, yeah so I've got I want Roos and Lady Stoneheart to meet so bad all the other like Rooslin slash Cat Roos people were like we've all been like he would still hit on Stone. Oh, life. yeah. And we stand that
0: we uncritically I mean, obsessed. Everyone like compares him to like a corpse who has no feelings. Yeah, so, plus that neck, know.
2: honestly, could swallow yeah. our things.
0: Yeah. Hell, oh <laughs> that's yeah! Sexy.
2: Come on, yeah. guys, that's the <laughs> exactly. most on-brand I mean, thing just, has okay. ever been uttered in your presence. Zach, yeah, no, <laughs> I mean,
1: Zach. I mean, I, mean, I have you just called Senya out. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> I'm for the re for the. Those days at home I'm just very contentedly Smiling and nodding along Good Yeah good, good. Um, yep. Yeah Yeah No that's, You can do a lot of things with
2: that You're um, my You're gonna be yep. my like Filth compass from now on I think
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't oh know if that's God.
2: dangerous Or not can Yeah <laughs>
1: Zach bullied me at a manimal show recently uh, because there was a, a twist that I didn't know about, which was that the manimals the performed Hungry Like the Wolf. Oh. Zach was just wearing a, a, like, a wolf head for oh, a while. Yeah. Zach, Zach bullied me. Zach was, was like, funny. oh, would you like this better if I was dead? <laughs> uh, oh my god, yes, I remembered that. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was Zach, so Zach bullied funny. me. Zach is <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs>
2: I just like being your friend I was like This is one of the weirdest people I oh know Oh my I god love it. Yeah, no,
0: no,
1: no. so funny I found it very funny And very sweet And charming But I am no, making that's fun of you On your good. own program Good That's amazing That's, that's great. great We all uh, need it
2: I figured You'd be more accepting of me If I was dead In that moment Is all
1: <laughs> Um you are you are a beautiful person. Thank you. So are you. Living or dead hands down. Yeah. Uh
2: Thank to you. So quote are you.
1: Mr. To quote Mr. West. <laughs>
2: uh, you can quote Mr. West as much as you like This is a friendly zone for Mr. West quotes.
1: I, 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 I don't know that many of his lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> you come to the right place.
2: Yeah, you come to the right place. <laughs> we actually it <got you> <laughs>
1: Great. Uh yeah, just I try to say best living or hands down, yeah. Like as much as I can.
0: Um yeah, so...
1: The um, greatest artist, resting uh, well, or alive.
0: I can, I can bring it back. Yeah, you bring it back, I've, I've got some. I've got some opinions. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but actually, no, it's just like an observation. My
1: my tweet is coming through. I tweeted that I would be horny and Cass would spit hot takes. Yeah, that's 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 it. <laughs> you need or to have like, a, yeah.
2: a balanced dynamic like that, you know what I mean?
1: That's true. Oh, what we should... Well actually no, we'll save that for the owns. Okay. We'll save that for the yeah. Owns. Yeah. We agreed about that that we that we actually agreed on what our like favorite moment in the chapter. Yeah. Is, but.
0: Um so another cool thing that I sort of noticed was like, so you have this slow tension building, like sort of overall in this whole larger situation of Bolton versus Baratheon, um, and how that's gonna affect all these other different things. Yes. Um Especially like John and company up at the wall oh. and you know the north mm-hmm. in its entirety. Um, so there's that really slow buildup. Um, but you also sort of have this very slow buildup um of Theon um getting prepped to uh to finally take a, you know, take a leap literally and um escape Ramsey. Um, oh. because one of the first things that I noticed when I started reading was um when they're talking about the snow and how, oh Stannis has probably frozen to death by now, um you know, he's cursed, blah blah blah, and then someone um and then i I think it's Theon. I can't quite find the um find the part, let me see if I can find it really quick um,
1: um Dustin wishes to call the old gods on like Stannis and Theon says that it's foolish because they might be listening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's like, he like expresses a belief, essentially that the old gods are real and are, you know, gods that he believes could affect, um, you know, what's happening in the real world um, or whatever. And I think that is sort of, you know, I think that's coming from partly from like the wedding where they're in the God's Woods and whatever. Um, but I think it's like sort of, and him being back in Winterfell. Um, but I think it's sort of priming him for the end of the chapter. Oh, yeah. Um, when, you know, he hears his name in the God's Wood. Um, and you know, that whole thing, which oh. is the, you know, final straw, more or less, um, for him, um, you know, taking on the role of Theon, and you know, sort of Theon is like this cool guy who can like save people yeah. and you know do these heroic deeds. Yeah, because um, there was the just like when he's talking about being with Rob, um, and like how he felt in the Whispering Woods versus how he uh, feels when he's taking Winterfell, and gosh, how that gosh. when he was with Rob, it felt like they were doing something really like cool and important. And like, you know, they're, they're really, um, you know, they're really coming into their own as young adults. And in in a sense, like everything is going quite well. Um, you know, they're winning the war and he almost crossed swords with Jamie Lannister and all these other things that he's thinking about. Um, and you know, now, and he's essentially had that entirely stripped away and now he's trying to build, himself back up maybe not into the person that he was then um but you know someone like the the idea of doing these like heroic deeds and stuff is still like a good position um and if he didn't feel that at some point um you know over the whole course of his entire life um he probably wouldn't be able to return to that sort of idea and you know then save jane um
1: and and I think the ideas that he cries about in that passage are kind of repeated throughout the chapter. There's he even thinks about jumping. He like could jump. He thought he lived. Why shouldn't I? He could jump and and what? Break a leg and die beneath yeah. the snow? Creep away to freeze to death? Um, he thinks about that. He's yeah. talking and about he,
2: that free rider of uh, yeah, that, from yeah, the, the Dreadfort threw off that, that Ramsey basically threw over the wall the, yeah, because he was talking off, shit yeah, in yeah. this chapter.
3: There's another, another shit. moment, though, that kind of ties into that, which we were talking about it a little bit earlier with Roost saying that Theon didn't have it in him to leave. Oh yeah to or know. to do yeah. anything Ramsey. to betray. Yeah, yeah, which I think can be another one of those moments that we can add to yeah. this list. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's also cool the way he vacillates between thinking and referring to himself as Theon versus the, you know, thinking of himself as Reek, um and, you know, reacting to other people calling him Reek. Um and when he feels sort of most um like sort of impotent to do anything to make a great reference to um who's there? what ramsey <laughs> removed from his body um so you know but but he has these feelings of not being able to affect any change and that's when he starts thinking i have to remember my name and yeah. and sort of like shrinking back into the Reek identity versus the yeah. Theon identity. S- so, what is it?
2: Is it? You go first. You're the guest. You do well, it. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, there's also,
1: there's also when he, he wishes that he could die as Theon, the, as Theon at the end. And he says that out loud to the tree, but he thinks that, that maybe Roos will let him die with a sword in his hand. Yes. And, which is like, this is kind of weird. Yeah. Not yeah. Weird, which was but... weird. And like for me, that's like, I thought such that was interesting Rus vibe, which is like, like, like separate of whether what you think could or would be sexy to happen between the characters, I think that <laughs> moment is really encapsulates the sort of weird tension where, like, Roos isn't directly the person who has ruined his life, like, the most directly physically to him bodily, but he's, like, very scared of him and has this, like, weird, like, multi-layer control over Theon, and Theon's kind of also terrified of him. Uh, and that and he, and like and he he sees the differences between them. Uh, that Walder, Walder. That um that we have to worry about his characters. Um, if you want to, I know if you guys are hearing it tapping in the background, that's Walder,
0: Walder being bad.
1: That's tapping.
2: It sounds like he's slamming someone against the wall or something.
0: <laughs> I mean, Walder he's quite powerful.
1: <laughs> Here, just get
2: him some the, the uh Theon's what? decision to not only go to the Godswood, but his sort of like you said, further moving toward sort of letting go of a different part of himself and moving on to another era. Our next chapter with Theon is uh Theon one, which is the first time we've been with yeah. the Theon chapter in a very long time. I feel like is it is sort of like following the same coastline or running down the same stream as the situation with the boltons and like how good of a a hold they have on the power that they're controlling Mm -hmm. if that makes sense i don't know if i said no no in the best way
1: yeah it's like he's
2: Uh, he's relinquishing his sort of uh the spell cast on him was much more complete when it was just he and Ramsay and there was no one else. And there's been so much more time. And against Ramsay's will, really, there's been so many other people to come in contact with Theon and to sort of open up his world to further possibilities. And I think
1: it's really been out of shape whenever people interact with Theon.
2: Exactly. And now, in this case, it's been taken so far out out of his hands when his dad came back that Theon was put in regular clothes, he was told that he could be Theon, and Ramsey didn't like it at all, and Roose is like, yeah. whatever, I make the rules, and Ramsey's like, grinding his teeth about it. Well, in this case, Theon's just getting further and further away from the spell, it seems to me, because in this chapter, remember when, when uh, Theon noticed that roost could be slightly scared about something happening yeah, and yeah. barbary dustin is there and she's talking with such command and she obviously has like so much more contextual evidence than she lets on and theon's smart enough to know about that and it's all happening in that bedchamber and in that place and in winterfell yeah. and it's just like all these different things that seem so Where permanent before are so much oh, yeah. vapor.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, because he also beyond fuck fucked there. He fucked Kira there um, after he takes Winterfell.
2: Right on. Um, there you go. You see what I mean? Like Ned Stark's hallowed <laughs> aren't, halls aren't so hallowed after all, and that's kind of like this yeah. whole thing. And so by the time he reaches the tree you know, all the tree needs to say is Bran or Theon. And whether or not he's imagining it, like he might be imagining other things in this chapter, or if it's really Bran communicating in some way through the word with I feel like he's drifting you know like drifting further away because they they have less of a hold on their situation therefore they can retain him less soundly and potentially torture him less and he's sort of cognitively drifting and he's like i'm theon after all like i'm gonna get out of here like there's spear wives here what is this i'm getting out of here
1: yeah yeah i always took it to be that specifically he's seen how bran has the first time that he goes from like the present to all the way back in time to the blood sacrifices that I kind of always read it as Theon is like kind of like seeing Bran while he's doing that. Oh that's interesting.
2: And like, like seeing the the So st-
1: he's like seeing the past like
0: Bran is seeing? No no he's not seeing the past. Oh, he's like okay. seeing Bran like activating through that tree. Because oh, Bran, oh! You mean like because he sees like he thinks he sees Brand's face? Yeah, because
1: he thinks he sees Brand's face, and then Brand does the like in in a Dance with Dragons does the like mega warg where he specifically looks into that tree. Okay. Yeah.
2: So, so you're saying you definitely think that he's in this chapter? He's, he's Brand's for sure communicating with he, Dion? He,
1: well, I don't know if Bran means to communicate with Theon. I think whether, like, so I think it's Yeah, I don't think he means to. I don't to. think Bran means to, but I think Bran's presence, because Bran does literally put his presence into that where yeah. would He might, Bran might not, one might not recognize Theon and might be too busy, like, tripping balls on paste well, that,
0: that may or may not be Jojen Reed on Psychedelics. <laughs> I mean, like, it might, it might be that, like, also that Brand, that. Bran is in the tree observing Theon, but he doesn't realize that at this point he is powerful enough to actually like communicate via like words, even where he could say someone's name and have them on some level like be aware of that. Because um, that seems like a step up in communication
3: via warging. Um yeah. I don't know. Um, Especially I at think this so. point. In the reading order. I would say, I think that us seeing Brand potentially, because we haven't seen how Brand's progressing from his perspective. We only get it in snippets from other POVs. And so I think that this is just another instance of us seeing Brand, whether or not he's controlling this or doing it on purpose or is passing through like we're talking about. This is just another instance of us seeing his power and his reach and his ability in a way that, doesn't quite yet make sense to either side which i think Mm. makes this really cool moment for theon to feel like he's literally communicating with the old gods while bran's just kind of passing through and and giving us a a nod of hey this is what he's up to and this is what he's capable of doing let's see where this goes kind of thing
1: well and that's also that's definitely really interesting for bran's psychology too because to like what Sion is like a cosmic universal moment to Bran is just like a blink. Mm. Which is yeah. really cool. And yeah. uh I think they had a little bit of trouble nailing that in the show. Yeah. They
2: like in the Tower of Joy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And well and just in general how Bran was then engaging with people afterwards. How he kind of went to like low affect.
2: Oh, I see uh, what you mean. Like his own understanding. Like he thought there was more weight to it than what you're saying in the books, where it might be more random. Uh,
1: well, we well, well, no. Like the level of power and access over time he has to brand. This is just a fleeting, a moment, moment that he moves by. Okay, because he has this sort of cosmic access to all of time. At oh, once. okay.
2: So you're saying the scale in this is just so much more crazy than the way that they depicted it in the show, being so much yeah, more situational, yeah, at, at right?
3: Or even the way that we've seen it. In the books at all. With, well, they were, because they were trying to do the
1: Dr. Manhattan thing with Bran, if that makes sense. Mm. The, like, I've seen all time at once. Yeah. And now I have this kind of, like, jaded depression affect. with time, uh, time to bounce. And, But it just didn't really land to, like, I mean, people have talked about that. Some of it was just that Isaac Hempstead Wright couldn't see. He literally, everything was blurry to him. That's why he's always squinting. Like, he's oh. literally said that. He needs his glasses. You Damn. Yeah.
0: Um that makes sense though. He is always squinting.
1: Yeah, that's why he's always squinting because he really needs his now, glasses now and that they I think, they back on think to give him contacts, I guess. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, what about yeah. LASIK?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On. there are any number of things that they could have done, but, but they did none of them. I guess not. Um, yeah. Yeah, because this is just such there's like Yeah, what the moment is to Theon versus like what it is to other people in this chapter because like I, I don't think Roos is thinking about Theon Greyjoy's emotional wellness and psychological change. But I think he would be if he had
2: less stuff to deal with. And I think that that's yeah, the reason yeah, why Dion yeah, exactly. is turning then, and is going gonna, gonna to yeah, take
1: yeah,
2: fake Arya with him and, you know, start this Because Roos is problem. really
1: focused on the, like, the larger problems of, like, Lyman, Barbary, murders. Well, it's like you
2: said, the the trouble of the men coming up from the inside, because it really comes down to that. Like after paperwork is done and after the deals are made, we're stuck inside of a place that has high walls and there's inclement weather outside. And it's gotten to the point where. There's no, there's no like discussion. Like if we could fight against the snow, we would join Stannis's men to fight against the snow. And we might actually have to do that against the White Walkers eventually. And that's kind of what they're about to deal with. And he's, it's like you said, he's looking around and I think he's not necessarily afraid of Stannis. He's, it's just, think about the way Barbary is speaking in this chapter versus mm-hmm. it was in the past, the sort of like borrowed conversation to the side to now talking that way in front of Roose with Theon. It's just things yeah. have changed so quickly. And I think the most telling moment about the interaction with the tree with Bran is how we're talking about how this could be and it is just a, a blip for Bran and part of his greater exploration and expression of what he's doing. And yet the Theon, it could potentially be, and he doesn't know it's actually Bran, it could actually, it, it's so influential it, it, really all it says to me is that theon had his mind made up and that this is like a version of meditation mm-hmm. where he like found the sign from the universe and it also yeah. just so happened that once he made up his mind there was the universe to give him like the next clue and then there yeah. were the spearwives oh. waiting for him
0: yeah. yeah i always feel like that's like yeah like the the whole scene in the godswood was like the final sort of nudge that He needed, and since he sort of started to believe in this specific like cosmic power, that sort of a sign would be very powerful. Um, You know, sort of in the sense that like when we see other characters like Catelyn and stuff um, sort of beseeching their gods um, and how when people feel like that things were sort of ordained by this greater like spiritual power, that's usually usually sort of the direction that they're gonna take. Um unless there's like some other like huge thing that's going on. But I definitely think for Theon it's like this this like nudge from the universe and that's like the final validation that he needs.
2: I, I feel like his his nudge was seeing All of seeing the Bolton power start to recede and then being like, hmm, even if I were to continue in this camp, I would have no personal fulfillment. So I would rather die with a sword if you can give me a sword. And so that was his prayer. He was like, whatever happens, I know that I'm going to die. And he says, death is the sweetest deliverance I can hope for in this chapter and so when he realizes that and he sees how like unhopeful it is for everyone else like the snow is coming in like who knows what's gonna happen we're all gonna run out of food anyway i can't even chew the food that you're giving me okay new plan i'm gonna fight everyone
0: yeah yeah he cuts up the he He cuts cuts up up the the meat and he sucks it yeah he mushes he mushes the vegetables and stuff and then he sucks on the meat to get all the juice, and then he uh, gives it to the dogs. Yeah. Um,
2: so he's saying, "I want to fight is like now" or something, right? And like so that, that's that, that's has, the thing.
0: Theon's relationship with the dogs is always is, so interesting. Just, well, because like that, like sort of, this is sort of like a meme sort of thing to say, but like it's like you know, Ramsay sucks all the Theonness out of Theon, and then sort of tosses, yeah, tosses the bits the of. To go get fucked up as re, as, 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 as re, yeah, and the I don't also, know, that's so tough. And
1: also, like you know, the dogs find the body, and on the one hand, so like the dogs are like then like named after the woman Ramsey is killed, and like Theon has seen them do like awful violent things, but also has like tenderness with them, and like is kind of some of the only like tender companionship he receives. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're also like specifically emblematic of his abuser. And, like, very specific abusive and fucked up things he's done.
0: So, like, him interacting with the dogs is always really interesting to me. Um, Also, like, he was pursued by them when he's trying to escape. Yeah. So he's been on both sides. So
2: conflicting, that relationship.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and I guess Thea ends up in that place with a lot
1: of people. Because, like, Eddard, like, he ends up in that weird spot where he wants to view Eddard like a father, but also can't. Because Eddard will because, chop off his head. Eddard will cut off his head. Sorry, I'm not one of those people that I'm like, oh, I think Eddard would find a way around it. I'm like, nah. No. Nah. Eddard will fucking do it. His if Eddard, whole. If Edward would lie to his wife for like. A bazillion for years like or like 15, 16 years. 20 50. years about a child, he would. Eddard, Eddard get it together. He's cold, man. And then, yeah. yeah I like, mean, that's his whole. That's yeah, like that his fatal flaw. Truth. Like, that's what. Is that is that when he says he's going to do something, but it, but it, that,
0: it well, but he's it's, he's obsessed with honor and the uh, thing, the way to honor his king in that situation would be to chop off the. But incense. the
1: thing is that he'll always put his like the person he's sworn to their honor before his honor. Yeah. Is he's obsessed with like like it's a very Jamie like it's why Jamie Lannister is like which vow do you choose quote mm-hmm. because like Eddard will
3: kind of ignore. Some a of the honor of vials, things. but other, but not other ones. Do you guys think that, talking about Ned at all, that any of who he was, how potentially that influences Theon specifically here? Like, I know obviously yeah. he's thinking about Ned quite a bit as he thinks about who he is and as he's having these interactions in the godswood. But how do you think that he potentially influenced Theon and, and the decisions that he I makes?
1: Ooh, I think in some ways his idea of a hero is definitely in some ways influenced by Eddard.
0: Yeah. Like his
1: idea of heroic behavior as his, his heroic behavior also has to do with like the Ironborn concepts because he has yeah. that like swashbuckling, rescuing Catelyn moment, which is a definitely very like I'm a sexy pirate and I just scooped up Catelyn. I love MILF's moment. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think also like for me and sort of this is sort of projecting some of what I think is going to happen with like Theon's evolution is I think he's trying to reconcile these different identities that he's had in order to develop who Theon really is and that's why I was a little bit annoyed um at the way the show handled it where he chose like oh like when everyone was like oh he's Theon Stark now like and I was very (laughs) like not to be mean but like I was very opposed to that because I was like I don't think that I think that that's like a regression. It's just a regression back to the way, way, way beginning of the series when he's struggling with this, like, wanting to be accepted by the Stark, Stark's loving Rob like a brother, but also having this one, like, loyalty to the Greyjoys hanging over his head as well as the fact that, you know, Eddard is not only the person who sort of had him in his care and raised him but is also the person who could completely end him which you know is is quite dramatic especially when you're a child and you're taken away with the understanding that that's what could happen to you because that's pretty fucked up for anyone but also for like a kid who's looking for like Parental guidance and, you know, familial relationships. Solid um, foundation. So yeah. So like I think that I think that what um you know, sort of the ideal for me anyway, outcome for Theon and what I think would be uh you know the most forward looking for him as a character would be for him to integrate all these different identities. And come out as it, come out of it as like a brand new, like, you know, I'm not necessarily a Greyjoy. I'm not necessarily a Stark. I'm not Reek. I'm Theon. Yeah. And, you know, whatever, you know, if he still goes by like, you know, he'll probably still go by Theon Greyjoy, but like whatever. Like I think what he's actually working towards is too specifically Theon is. And I don't feel like him sort of, reverting back to like one of these influences is a progression of his character. And I don't think that that, I just don't think that leaves his story in, in a place that's like moving and like victorious and yeah, I just you know, sort of what's best for him. Even like, I, yeah, go, go, do your. Well, okay, sorry.
1: No, no. I was just saying. I really want to see him. I really want to see him spend some time with Davos. Yeah, that'd, that'd be really be cool. I really want that so bad. Yeah. yeah, because Dav, you know, Davos. Well, he doesn't. He lost a bunch of sons. Yeah, da- well, Davos lost all his sons. Davos lost his fingertips. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think seeing.
0: Yeah. And I think Davos is very emotionally
3: intelligent. Yeah. Davos also, like, I, I
0: mean, he, in spite of all these sort of, um, like, difficulties that he faces, like, he's still, you know, he's still, like, Stannis's right-hand dude. And whatever his title is, he's still this very down-to-earth guy who could, I feel like, access all of the different things that Theon has been throughout his life up to this point. And I
1: don't think I, while book Asha would be better at dealing with Theon's trauma than Yara was, Yara was just awful at handling it. Terrible. Like Asha would definitely be better. I still don't think Asha would be as good at dealing with his, with Theon's trauma as Davos would be. I think Davos, like, like, Davos might, like, have a moment where he, like, kind of has a moment aside and has to, like, shake his head and be like, what is going on <laughs> with this kid? Yeah. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he might have some, like, funny aside later, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't say anything, like, weird to Theon's no. face. Right. I think to Theon's face, he would just kind of... <laughs> try, try to and be I, supportive. I mean, I and, like, at one moment, he might say something like, oh, I don't know what to do with you, kid, but we'll figure this out, you yeah, know? Yeah, And kind
0: of, like, shake yeah. him a little bit, but then pat yeah. him on the back, like... Yeah. I think Asha would be, like like full of love and affection, but I think she's kind of too much of that sort of like, you got to pull yourself mm-hmm. up by your, your bootstraps now, Theon. Yeah. Like, Asha. which is not necessarily the appropriate response to a traumatized Asha. person. I'm
2: Asha trying to learn that. you to
0: eat a salad and exercise. And yeah, ha- and yeah. Ha- like, do some yoga, Theon. Shake it off. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah. Whereas Davos, Davos takes him to DBT. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, <laughs> Asha's intentions are going to be good, but, but yeah, she's okay. just not the personality that could really approach appropriately deal with
2: that i don't know if there's any hope for any kind of like patient talking for these guys in their future maybe hopefully soon like maybe they'll get some time it would be really interesting to see theon and davos together but i feel like davos can't just cure us or cure everyone rather or like cure us to everyone that he spends time with although maybe he could
0: yeah i mean i i think i i think that right now davos is in an interesting place because because he doesn't like the direction that stannis is going um like you know via melisandra and but he's also torn by these great feelings of like you know loyalty and and i mean a loyalty is like sort of a big deal for davos um and you know how the loyalty that he has to Stannis and how deep that loyalty goes to the point where he like respects the guy because he chopped off his fingers like if if you can like be like yeah all right like i think that i think that's cool like you know you were fair and i can respect that um i think that's you know i think that says a lot about how he how he feels about Stannis like from the very beginning even um And yeah, like I I think that he could kind of go in several different interesting directions just because of, you know, when he ultimately, um, assuming he ultimately does at some point reconnect with Stannis, um, you know, how that's going to go and where where they're both going to kind of be in their respective stories and how they're sort of mental um yeah you know just like mental states um are gonna be in the sort of i don't know they're they're like engaged in two very different um sort of missions right now too uh so i think that's sort of there's a lot going on if there. they ever meet
2: again
3: yeah yeah tells a great song by that- that- wait i
1: don't <laughs> think we can hear you, you
3: oh, okay come. sorry i'll come back i'll
1: come back i don't okay. think we can
3: hear you come here come here yeah. There's one more big question from this chapter that we haven't really talked about. If I can bring that up oh, at yeah, near no, the end. No, go um, for it. Is the cloaked, hooded, cloaked person that Theon ends up running into. I think near the beginning. I'm scrolling through the chapter to figure out exactly where it is. But it's a little bit closer to the beginning of the chapter. I can't remember. I'm looking for it. Anyway, he runs into somebody in the yard, this hooded man. And I think that initially we're supposed to believe that maybe this person is the person that's been killing everybody. But I'm just curious your guys' thoughts on who this person is, how they are potentially related to Theon, and Theon's mental state as well. And if you guys had any theories, because I don't think that there's any cut and dry answer here.
0: For me, um, this isn't necessarily like a theory or an answer to the question. As much as it is sort of what I think might be a clue, um, which is Theon's sort of observation that now um, when, when he was killing his own men because they knew about the Miller's boys and how at that point he was the person... Um, you know, in power at Winterfell, um, now, and now how that has sort of flopped over to now Roos is the power in Winterfell, um, and someone else unknown is doing these killings and killing his men, um, and just how that's one, how that sort of points to how tenuous the hold that Roos has on Winterfell is at this point, because, you know, at that point, fion was also struggling quite a bit uh to to keep had to hang on to control um of winterfell um so i think it's interesting um i mean could it suggest that in some way ruse is behind these killings i i don't necessarily know if that doesn't really like vibe with me i don't think I don't it think it doesn't pass the vibe check. Yeah, yeah, no, I think the vibe check there has failed. Um, I can't quite. I mean, maybe if I thought a little more on it, I could come up with more of a theory about why it would be advantageous to Roost to kill these assorted people. Um, I, mean, I can't think of any
1: because it just
0: Yeah, it just creates more stress. Well,
1: yeah, because it just stresses him out. Like, if he managed to escalate it, if he managed to escalate it to, um, to like then like he gets a way to kill Wyman Manderly like convenient
0: that is convenient uh, yeah
1: yeah like so if if other people that would be convenient to Rooster are dying or like other people might start using this as a time to kill yeah. people cuz we
0: don't know there could oh, be more yeah. also i mean roose is like a very important lord versus um you know theon sort of position when he's in winterfell um so you know it could maybe like I don't know. Maybe he has a patsy that he's going to expose and it's going to be someone who sort of everyone can unite against to sort of bring this weird sense of unity to this very, you know, sort of contentious situation. I, I kind of think that's a bit of a reach perhaps, but you know, it's worth throwing out there, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I obviously, I know the popular. Ideas is, is that it's able, um, and the spearwives behind it, um, which could, I mean, I like makes sense. It He's makes legit. sense. You know, I think that is legit as, yeah. as sort of maybe a front runner of theories. Yeah. Um, I, I you
2: don't sense. sound convinced.
0: Well, I mean, to be honest, like I don't get too much into theorizing myself. I don't really, there are some things that, um, like sort of predictions I guess more that I think are going to happen um but but for a lot of things I'm sort of just like you know I'll entertain a lot of different thoughts I'll sort of absorb a lot of different perspectives I'll develop my own sort of loose ideas of different ways I think things could go but at the end of the day I'm going to I'm going to sit back and I'm going to let George tell us the answer because no, no one's gonna do it like George. Like, sorry, I don't know. I it. Like, it's
2: still fun to speculate. Yeah,
0: about. yeah, no, like it, it is like it is like fun, but I don't want to like. I'm not gonna like choose anything and be like, this is the horse I'll die or on. Say
2: you have the or answer have because the you did answer. all the research. Yeah, for it.
0: yeah. It's like I think that's <laughs> it's the not thing. homework,
2: people. Yeah, it's like, just not. It's not homework.
0: When people like conclusively are like, this is the answer. This is what George is gonna do. I'm like, okay, look, like. None of us are in George's head. D and D weren't in his head, Oof. like you know. The- I
2: love reading those though. Like, ever since I was a kid, like that's the kind of thing I like to look for. It's so definitive. Nothing's, nothing, nothing wishy washy. Like, go ahead and con- convince me that you think you know the answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I. But no, I do, I want to go on that journey with George.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just want the the George journey. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing is like, I'm always, no matter how good I think your theory is, I'm always going to have a little bit of skepticism just because of just how good a writer George is and how many like twists and turns he's taken us on, especially in situations where we think the answer is A and the answer turns out to be X, Mm. Um, you know, so like, I'm, I'm sort of like, yeah, you know, like, like Senya said, like I'm on, I'm on this journey with George. <laughs> yeah, often He's our, are. he's our pilot or he's steering the ship. Georgia or Martin, He's our like Davos. I don't
1: know. He's got
2: the right hat for it.
0: Yeah.
1: But no, I, he does,
0: but, but I do, I mean, I think there are definitely front runner theories and things that are a lot more far-fetched. And I think the, I think the Abel Spearwives theory is, is a pretty strong. One. I think
1: George wants us to consider that.
0: Yeah, for I think, sure. Like
1: I think it. it if it's not, at the very least, if that's, it's not the truth, it is an intentional red herring. It's sure. just so yeah.
2: mysterious. Yeah. I'm gonna. Can I read it? I'm gonna read it. For oh yeah, do right it. Now. it's
0: good. Yeah. It's creepy.
1: Yeah, Outside,
2: yes, the snow was coming down so heavily that Theon could not see more than three feet ahead of him. Just think about this context. Imagine, right? He's he's abandoned the hall. And everyone's talking, and he, he. There's a guy named Damon. Dance for me, and you know, we like love the whole Damon. thing. i yeah. get fandom, it. I get that. But like it, the context, Theon just wants to escape all the weirdness. He's like, "All right, all right, all right. I yeah. get okay, okay, fine."
0: I think another interesting thing about uh, you want me to that, finish reading? Oh yeah, it no, go actually finish reading because then it'll be context. It'll yeah, you make don't more sense. Talk to you sorry.
2: All good. Here we go. 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 He found himself alone in a white wilderness, walls of snow looming up to either side of him, chest high. When he raised his head, the snowflakes brushed his cheeks like cold, soft kisses. He could hear the sound of music from the hall behind him, a soft song now, and sad. For a moment, he felt almost at peace. Farther on, he came upon a man, striding in the opposite direction, a hooded cloak flapping behind him. When they found themselves face to face, their eyes met briefly. Tell me this doesn't read like something from the Bible, honestly. The man put a hand on his dagger. Theon Turncloak, Theon Kinslayer, Theon says, I'm not, I never, I was ironborn, (laughs) false is all you were, how is it you still breathe? The gods are not done with me, Theon answered, wondering if this could be the killer, the Nightwalker who had stuffed Yellow Dick's cock into his mouth and pushed Roger Roswell's groom off the battlements, oddly, he was not afraid, he pulled the glove from his left hand, Lord Ramsay is not done with me, the man looked and laughed, I leave you to him then. And then it goes on to say that Theon trudged through the storm until his arms and legs were caked with snow, his hands and feet had gone none from the cold, and he climbs the battlements of in the inner wall again. So basically, he comes upon this guy, and then he just leaves this guy. And it was a pretty fateful interaction, and uh, I think that says a lot. It's I very mysterious.
0: I think there's a lot going on in that very short passage. Um, one, I think the fact of— um, like the snow and also the hood sort of obscuring everything and not just um in this moment, like the snow is actually obscuring everything throughout. um And I think that's very interesting as far as, you know, what are we as the readers seeing? What are the different characters seeing? Is, are things being intentionally sort of obscured for us? Um Are, you know, are there these, these quote unquote, Hints that are like, uh, like Sanya was saying, like red herrings, um, and then of course, like the hooded man, like his face is obscured. Um, you know, so he could be the murderer. He could be a random dude, um, and also just the way he sort of, um, he sort of, I almost feel like he tries to goad Theon, and I think this is kind of good evidence that it's to do with Abel and the spearwives. Is he sort of tries to goad Theon? In a way, and kind of call him out and be like, who are you, man? Who mm-hmm. are you gonna be? Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first, Theon is like, well, the gods aren't done with me. And, you know, so then that sort of connects to later when he's in the godswood and then the spearwives show right. up. But then also he says, Lord Ramsay isn't done with me, which, um, you know, like I was saying earlier, he goes, between you know, he takes this flip-flop between thinking of himself as Theon and then um, you know, when um when he's with Roos and he's um uh, everyone's referring to him as Reek and he's thinking of himself as Reek and saying he needs to remember his name. Um so so I think there's a lot of that sort of moment sort of unifies a lot of what's going on in the chapter.
2: It's kind of like someone came from the future, like he came from the future and met himself there and was like, "You're a turncloak, you're a Kinslayer. What are you going to mm-hmm. do?" And then just walks away. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. cuz I was thinking there's a theory that this is theon hallucinating. And so Theon could, you know, seeing, like you're saying, himself from the future coming back, or just as he's working through all of this kind of thing, maybe this hooded figure wasn't really there. It's just this idea that Theon is seeing what he needs to be seeing mm-hmm. as he's going through what he's going through in this chapter. Mm-hmm. There's this other idea that if he's hallucinating this and this isn't really happening, that this potentially Theon could be somebody who's participating in the killings but doesn't exactly know what's going on, which isn't something that... I think is relevant to any of the conversation that we've had as we talk about Theon becoming more and more aware of himself. But I just think that this idea that Theon, especially as he's having these interactions in the godswood and as he's thinking about, I mean, we've talked about this, but I just think that this idea that he could potentially be talking to himself here is an interesting one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I think Mm. there he could be talking to himself or something he needs to see. Um, Yeah. And even... But I mean maybe if that guy if if the hooded figure really is there though, Theon is saying things he needs to hear to him. Yeah. Like like he's saying things for himself to this yeah. guy.
0: Well he's sort of I mean, he sort of is like a sounding board in a way. It's like a mirror. And Theon can yeah. experiment with like, well, actually who am I really? Like this is a person who I He's like, I don't care if you kill me. You're I'll just yeah, you like need. you're just a blank slate, essentially. I don't know you, like But you're saying these things to me and now you're forcing me to, you know, sort of like continue to visit things that I'm already sort of like sort of like internally like messing around with and trying to like tease out of this big like knot of like who is Theon.
2: It's so mysterious how he just puts it in there. I mean, a weird cloaked individual, this could be at the scale that we and other people are putting it at, or it could simply be someone who lived in Winterfell at the time that Theon grew up there, was there yeah. when Theon took over, yeah. saw the power change hands again and again, and sees Theon how he is now, and is just like walking through the cold to get away from people just like Theon is, and yeah. just, just is passing him and said this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just because, like, people do, just like everyone and anyone just fucking bullies poor Theon. Like, you know, like,
2: (laughs) they're like blaming it on him. Like, this whole situation is because of him.
1: Yeah. And, like, Ramsay's boys and, like, random people, random lords, Roost, like, everybody just kind of like wails on him yeah.
0: emotionally and i mean that's not even just with the bolton situation that's his whole life honestly yeah. like from his brothers like he even says the only person he's really connected with is rob and just about every stark child who isn't rob expresses some sort of like well i didn't really like theon and it's like a little it's like <laughs> been a little weird to me because like you met this guy when you were a, when he was a child and you were a child. And not that everyone has to be best friends, but like, I'm like, there's really, there's really no any sort of anything there. Like, it's all just coming from Rob. Um, which, I mean, you know, is like plausible, but it really just fits in with this whole thing where like the guy doesn't really feel like anyone cares about him. And the one time he sort of feels like he does, he gets pulled in this other direction by, you know, the family that he should have loyalty to and ends up just sort of entirely screwing everything up. Um, and then even getting into this situation with the Boltons where he is, again, totally mistreated Um worse than he ever has been yeah, um oh boy but yeah i mean it's like sad it's sad because he also like he was both like almost like when before the whole like reek thing and stuff like he was a bully who was then in turn bullied um and it's just a really interesting um you know sort of almost like microcosm again of what's going on with all of the House conflicts and blah blah blah. Maybe this is a stretch. It probably is, but no, it's whatever. Not. It's good. I'm it's just a pretty well written book. I say. am just going off. So yeah, go off, King. You know. Um, anyway.
2: So I think we can agree that um, Song of Ice and Fire is pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. It's pretty.
1: This was decent. a good. This
2: was a good chapter.
1: Yeah. No, this is a great chapter. L- left this a lot was- on
2: the table. Set up so much more. And I mean, when I say set up so much more, we've already talked about. Um, like a lot of a lot of chapters are surrounding this battle that's gonna happen outside of Winterfell. We've talked about a few from from T Wow, we've got a few left in a Feast of Dragons. Yeah. But uh right now, at the very end of this chapter, everyone starts to kinda lose their shit. Because yeah, uh they're yeah. hearing yeah, they that, hear that the like horns. wail of a horn and like oh, these casual so drums of crow food umber yeah. outside, starting up all the drama.
0: Kill the
1: horn. It's exciting.
2: I, I like it and I, I just don't think things really bold well for your company.
0: Oh yeah, no, necessarily. But I, so I like of... your
2: ideas of where they might potentially go yeah, or what they might yeah, potentially know, do. Don't that's cool. I
0: think they're going to go there. I think. Um, yeah, I don't think. So I, I don't think Ramsey's going to Essos anytime soon. But really, you know, I like
2: I, can, the, I can do a uh, fix smuggling it. thing, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a cool idea. It's a cool like, concept. it's not going to happen. It would be hot.
2: Like, if, that's the first word that comes to mind. Yeah, honestly. yeah. No, it'd yeah. be
0: hot. It'd be spicy. Um, it would it'd be. be like a spicy spin-off, You know. Yeah,
2: the. I'm down for that.
0: Just not on HBO. Yeah, not on HBO, please. Let's do it somewhere else.
1: Um, yeah, God, I want. Um, like, I want. Like, then the really just like truly opulent, self indulgent fantasy <laughs> is that. Then is that then? Barbary raises either Roose and Walda's child or her secret love child with Roose. Oh my God. And um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, we're obsessed. We're and well, and they name her. They may and they name her. She names her Bethany after her sister. Oh. Um, and, and, and young Beth grows up. Yeah, because also then like her getting called young Beth, kind of like in the young griff style, uh, like grows up and like she teaches herself how to flay things. Oh, that's so cute! Yeah, I guess she she teaches herself how to flay things, and like then she's like a cool contrast to Ramsey. Because like Ramsey in this
2: chapter, and he was like, "I'll I'll, when we find the guy who did this yellow dick, we're gonna flay the skin off his body, fry it like it's crackling, and feed it to
1: him." Yeah, like Ramsey, Ramsey has really wanted to feed a lot of people their own organs. I
2: kind of understand that, but if you've got someone in a situation where they're like a prisoner, wouldn't feed them feeding them fried, really exquisite meat be kind of a treat? (laughs) Huh?
1: Yeah. Um. Did we did we talk about the pink letter the last time we were on? I don't I remember. a little bit. I just really I think it came up yeah, a yeah. Little, I just really but... want the pink letter to be Roos pretending to be Ramsey. That think would it'd be hilarious. Be if you re- go back, I highly recommend, go back and read that letter, imagining Roos being like, what would my son
0: say? Can you
1: just I'm going to imagine about- you
2: reading it as <laughs> Roos.
0: Oh, we, we can do that if Roos, you want. Roos writing it and just being like, oh my God, this is so cringy. Like... Having to like periodically like take a break because he's just mm-hmm. like this is the worst.
1: This is um. Well, I mean, come like, and
2: see. Think- no, I think that's all, Ramsey. Yeah. No,
1: yeah. Oh, well,
0: yeah. I really think it's. I him. think it's Ramsey. The come
1: and see is such a like. Oh.
0: Yeah. All the all the phrasing and stuff, and the way he, the things that he puts like value on, just it just feels very Ramsey to me. Um. And I mean, I know people can be faking, but like. Who really knows Ramsey that well? Like even earlier in the books, they like are like, Who is this mysterious bastard of Bolton? We've never heard of this guy before. And it's not like You'll he's, find like, out later.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: it's not like he's like best friends with a bunch of people. Yeah. Like
2: This was this was let's do Owens for A Ghost in Winterfell.
0: Yeah. Um okay so so mine was um the part where Theon is first approached by the washerwoman um Holly Ooh. and you know she's actually sort of trying to like keep up this persona of like being a whore um and you know sort of propositioning Theon uh and he, and she like touches his shoulder and he's immediately like don't touch me like don't Never ever touch, touch me. me um and just how, like, that was such, I mean, one, that was such a contrast to who he was earlier in the series. And just that that was such this, like, really ingrained, um, like, visceral reaction, um, and how, you know, how deep, um, that sort of suggests the damage, like, the psychological damage, uh, that Ramsey has done, um, and even the way Theon, thinks of himself at times where he like doesn't see himself as his own person and he doesn't feel like he has agency outside of what Ramsey and or Roos wants him to do. Um and even how he talks about like how Ramsey wants to like cut his lips off because of the whole thing with fake Aria. Um and, you know, just sort of what all of that says about um sort of the the reek Ramsey relationship and how how deep um, that sort of trauma really goes. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. Um, you know. Okay. I don't
2: know. Own to, to Ramsey for yeah. destroying yeah. Theon's consciousness. Yeah. yeah. You
1: know, <laughs> then own to Theon for, for reclaiming for, his consciousness. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Everyone, right on. Great
1: um, job, everyone. Own- I could jump. <laughs> own to Horsebane Umber for suggesting someone would, would suck Stannis' dick
2: oh yeah <laughs> that, right.
1: that was because i was like you don't know anything about stannis, stannis before
2: be, the sun goes down
1: <laughs> <laughs> before the sun goes down so yeah so i mean stannis got owned uh owned to yeah this is from uh this is from leechlord 69 which is just that's my discord that's handle. your twitter uh, oh good uh, yeah no, that's yeah, a good oh, name no, yeah, or yeah, your twitter, twitter my, my that's tw- your twitter my twitter is leechlord bolton i'm on twitter now <laughs>
0: um Yay. My Ao3 is Crooked Neighbor. If you, please- we'll do this later. Oh, yeah, we'll do do this your later. thing. Who uh, the <laughs> said the thing? you uh, yeah, no, I already said the thing. So oh, I'm sorry. No, no, you were saying. Totally. No, oh, you were saying to I said, to about, I said it's been yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought you were like, oh, it wasn't him. Okay. Anyway, so moving on. That's our own. That's
1: that's okay. It. High five.
2: One own a piece only. That's the rule. What about you? Okay,
0: Hannah? yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. All the right. well, hard So, so should we re-record those owns then? Let's re.
2: Oh no, they're great. Oh, they're
3: good.
1: <laughs> okay, that's then true. who are your owns?
3: Zach, Hannah, give
1: us lay them on me.
0: Give us the goods.
3: I'll go first. My own. I want to give my own to this moment when Theon is in the middle of one of his little walks. And thinking about himself and his life, which is extremely relatable. Um, And he punches a... Like, looks through the snow a little bit to see... Or to try to see what's going on outside. And he thinks to himself... The world is gone. King's Landing, River Run, Pike, and the Iron Islands—all the Seven Kingdoms, every place that he had ever known, every place that he had ever read about or dreamed of—all gone. Only Winterfell remained. He was trapped here with a ghost, the ghosts—the old ghosts from the crypts and the younger ones which he had made himself—and then he lists all of them. My work, my ghosts—they're all here, and they're all angry. Um, so good. Owned.
2: Great one. Yeah, I That's just like that one. moment. I think it ties together yeah.
3: really well, this idea of a ghost in Winterfell as Theon yeah. himself and as all of the people that he's, or all the ghosts that he's created for himself yeah. as well. Yeah. So my own to that. Yeah.
2: Alright, well that yeah, one is tough to follow one. up. <laughs> I'd rather follow it up. Uh, something a little bit more lighthearted as mine is lighter in nature. But actually, you know what? That's not true. This one is pretty, actually pretty serious. Whether, uh, this is a quote uh, they're describing what happened to yellow dick Whether his dick had actually been yellow okay. Was hard to determine As someone had sliced it off and stuffed it into his mouth So forcefully They had broken three of his teeth
0: I was like when I read that I was like damn I was Holy that shit That definitely was like a what Moment yeah, it, was
1: the, it was fucking so strong, strong Rigor oh
2: mortis set in I guess And just became yeah, a just blunt <laughs> object for You know no not good like people. it was a well, battering
1: careful. ram i assumed maybe somebody cracked his that the person like punched his mouth and then put his dick in there cuz yeah, like like cuz i don't know how you break the person's teeth with a seven stick like it i, make I don't know, know. Rock hard, yellow dick. Yeah, boy. It'd be tough.
2: It'd be tough for the dick, even after it being been cut off. Like, that's just yeah. dangerous overall. Not good.
0: Adding insult to injury. Exactly. Yeah.
2: So that's why I got my own. I thought it was pretty yeah. violent, pretty messed up. And whoever did it uh, just really didn't like him or yeah. his dick. So own to that.
0: Yeah.
1: There we go. That was good. I guess everyone that, had good ones. Yeah. So our boring sign off stuff. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're very welcome. Yeah, so I'm Leechlord Bolton on Twitter. Love your crooked neighbor, British spelling of neighbor on Tumblr. Crooked neighbor, just that all one word with, again, the British spelling B-O-U-R on AO3. Please read. You know what? I'll give you a link to my furry fan because it's really incredible. That um, Can you this,
2: send me a link to that when yeah, yeah, we're done, you too? That. And yeah, there's, a, there's you. a
1: little bit of a reading of it on uh, the Watchers in the Bar for their podcast. Read a small selection of it. And you can, um, yeah, you can really mean it. Thank you. Yeah, no, I was really honored. That's like, that's like big fame.
2: I really want to go to a furry convention.
1: I do too, but that's because I'm a furry. Uh, <laughs>
2: Are you really a furry?
1: Uh, I'm not like a full on furry. I'm more like a mon, like like I have a monster sona. Like I would like to have like a hot tentacle bod. Uh, okay. And I definitely, i definitely would like. I have been sexually attracted to furry designs before, so like, right on. I'm right furry on. enough. Yeah, I think that counts.
2: Well, uh, I'm gonna need to have some sort of artist rendition of what you think your furry self really looks like oh, at yeah, some no, point.
1: No,
0: no, I have a. I'll show it
1: to you. I, you I mean have drawings of it. I've done. Cool.
0: Um. Yeah. So uh, I'm Cass. Um. I'm underscore tender underscore Vittles V I T T L E S on Tumblr. Um. That's Twitter or Twitter my bad um tender hyphen vittles on tumblr I got to maintain the brand um so mm-hmm. uh and then tender vittles no hyphens or periods or anything um on Ao three. Oh, when we see, and that's like all my stuff.
1: When we say Ao three, we oh m- that's archive, archive, of our our archive of our own dot I realize we're using that, but Ao three is a the fan fiction yeah, website. Yeah, the is the leading fan fiction website? It's a nonprofit.
2: Other than MuggleNet fan fiction, right? <laughs> <'cause> that's <laughs> my okay. leading fan fiction. Yeah, another yeah,
1: than adult fan That's a classic.
0: <laughs> it's a it's a fandom early fandom for uh, me. Classic. Ancient,
2: I'm going like Good get time. the WD Good forty fun. out. <laughs>
0: um nice yeah so
1: zach what were what was so yeah what are your what's we're gonna plug Uh, yeah yeah, let's
2: uh i think that's it did you guys uh share all your links yeah
1: yeah that's all yeah i'll text you my furry fanfic right
2: now okay (laughs) um, Uh, (laughs) as far as our podcast concerned you all know what you're listening to if you want to send us an email and say hello or send us an own you can write to us at contact at game of owns.com that is an email address or you can follow us on Twitter, we're at Game of Owns. We also have an Instagram, at Game of Owns, and we're Game of Owns on Facebook. And you know what? Why This is like our holiday special, or, or one of our holiday <gasps> oh specials. God, and We so thought that uh, bringing the darkness of the Boltons back into the light <laughs> was uh, that's a fitting way to do it.
0: I think that's good. Yeah, I like that. there we go. It's like Krampus is coming for a visit.
3: Krampus closets, is coming town. We've got another podcast. If you haven't listened yet, it's called It Really Makes You Think. You can find us on anywhere where you find your podcast, but it's a YouTube channel as well. So you can actually watch our podcast as well as listen to it. And our last episode was at the Wizarding Worlds of Harry Potter. So that's pretty legit. Oh, that's
0: awesome.
2: Just like sat on a staircase. It's
3: called It Really Makes You
0: Think. (laughs) All right, cool. We did the thing. Yeah, we did
1: That's it. it.
2: I'm so glad yeah, yeah, that you guys you. came on. We had a lot of fun. This yeah, was, yeah, thank uh, you guys so
1: much. This was going, oh, when we'll email you the file in Skype right now.
2: I was going to say, I had a feeling we'd be talking over each other for this whole time, but I was really happy it happened either way. Next time, we're going to do it all together. And... I don't know. We're going to have to have some kind of accoutrements to fit the situation. I don't know if they're going to yeah. be like candied skulls or like bloody hearts oh. or something. But we'll oh, figure yeah. it out. We'll set the mood and it'll be um
1: awesome. I can, um, I can make bread so I can fry you all some bread. <laughs> fried uh, bread. <laughs> yeah, bacon so grease. Make, yum, yum. Yeah, yeah no. I'll, I'll make you perfect guys, bread, bread ends fried in bacon grease. It'll be lit. Like, perfect. Nice. All right. Cool.
2: Thank you guys so much. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.
1: Bye.